Hello and welcome to the Velodrome Podcast. It's me, Steve, the Velo21 guy. I'm your host, of course, for this Velodrome Podcast. It's already episode 13 and we really thank you for listening as it obviously supports this podcast. If you could hit the follow button, that would be absolutely fantastic as well because it once again helps support the podcast. It makes it reach out to more people and more importantly, it also means that you never miss an episode. If you're listening to this today and you think, I'd like to have a chat with Steve, you can contact me through Instagram velo double underscore 21 that's velo double underscore 21 is the instagram page send me a direct message and we can get you on the podcast or you could email me at sales at velo 21.com that's sales at velo 21.com we'd love to hear from you we'd love to get you on the podcast we just like to talk to recreational cyclists about their cycling journey so if you think you'd like to come on this podcast have a chat with me we'd love to get you on so once again, we've got another fantastic guest for you today. A little bit different today because it's a cycling-related business person that we're speaking to today as well. So not only are they a cyclist, they also run a cycling business. So without further ado, we'll get dive straight in to speak to today's guest. It is it's Dan Wakeley, founder and CEO of The Pillar Up. Hello and welcome to the Velodrome podcast. Hey Steve, great to chat to you, great to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. So, first of all, we'll talk about your sort of cycling journey and and everything about your personal cycling thing, and then we'll discuss Pillar a little bit later on. So, how did you first get into cycling? My first cycling memory is cycling down the road in Hanover in northern Germany with my dad when he taught me how to ride a bike when I was about three. And I just remember this kind of wide open road and that kind of feeling of, freedom and and also like a feeling of like slightly effortless because it was flat uh yeah. <laughs> rolling down the road uh so that's my first ever memory of cycling and, I, and we used to do a lot of cycling as a family um more off-road than on-road and then i kind of i did a fair amount of cycling in my in my teens um mountain biking in yorkshire i used to live up there mm-hmm. uh our family used to live up there um, and then I kind of got into my road cycling. You know, I was road cycling, you know, a bit in my teens, but I more got into it in my 20s, actually. Okay, um, so you started on the, the mountain bike route, really, and then it kind of nudged into the road cycling thing later yeah, on. Yeah, and I, I still enjoy my mountain biking, but I do a lot more road um, these days. Um, yeah, just just it, it kind of works a little bit better for me, and, and I love it. Uh, yeah. You know, I love it. Yeah. yeah, I think sometimes it's that, that effortlessness, isn't it, that, you were talking about you know it felt easy when it was flat but if you're mountain biking you don't get that as much speed do you from the from the amount of power that you're putting down i think there is that kind of yeah. sometimes you're out on the road and you feel like you're absolutely flying along and it's it's mm. great isn't it that so how long yeah. have you cycled for then well i'm 34 now so i guess i make that 31 years okay uh, but uh and you know but but, but into, into my road cycling for the last few yeah yeah Lovely or, or back on the bike uh, but properly, I, see, because I, I I played a bit of rugby in the intervening period. I grew up swimming, so this, okay. my main sport was swimming growing up, and I, you know I enjoy my running as well. Um, and then uh, in an intervening period, I played a bit of rugby, but then I had a back injury, so I kind of put, put that on yeah. pause, and that's when I started spending more and more time road cycling. I was, I was cycling through that period, but it kind of became more my my main sport, so to speak. Yeah. 
lovely. Yeah, it's the problem with like physical sport like rugby. You, you can tend to pick up the injuries and stuff, don't you? Because I'd spoke to a physiotherapist before and they'd said it was cycling's one of the best exercises for limiting injuries um unless you fall off of course but you know fingers crossed there's, <laughs> there's none of that but yeah so what keeps yeah. you motivated to keep going now it's improving really uh two things improving and also just enjoying amazing landscapes on the bike mm-hmm. so like my favorite place to cycle is the alps i'm not necessarily built for it i weigh about 85 kilos so i'm not the lightest guy out there but i do love it uh, like those, you know, the, the gradient, the sweeping turns, the views, and being fit enough to be able to enjoy that. Obviously, there's no there's no hard gradients. There's only hard speeds, right? So you can choose to go hard, and then you maybe enjoy it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, but being able to get up those climbs and just enjoying that, and you know, obviously enjoying the descents and stuff like that, um, and just getting fitter, right? Uh, um, and like feeling like I'm fulfilling my potential, uh, so to speak. So it's those two things yeah. uh, that kind of push me. Lovely. Like, yeah, that sort of pushing yourself, isn't it, to see how far you can go is a, is a, mm. is a great thing, really, just to keep yourself motivated and keep going. So what mm. big rides or events have you done in the past? Is there anything really big that you want to, you're proud of that you've done or achieved on the bike? I've I'm, I'm done anything huge. Right? I've done a couple of attacks and I've done, uh, you know, things like, um, riding from the UK into onto the continent and stuff like that. But I haven't done anything like uh, huge. I mean, it is on my bucket list to okay. do uh, to, to to do the kind of straight down to Cape Town all the way through Africa. Wow. Uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> I'm working on. You know, we it's it's busy working on pillar and uh, very fortunate to have a, a lovely young daughter who's nearly two, and so just not. I just don't get out for big long rides as much as i would need to to do anything really bigger but i love i love doing the attack we're doing it again this year as a team uh and it's those kind of one day events that i love which which one's that where's the tap so it's finishing up in morzine it's from animas to morzine this year okay Uh, so the jus plan and a couple of other climbs uh which which would be great i've done 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 those climbs before looking forward to getting out there again be nice and warm or being well usually is about 30 35 degrees at that time of year in the alps so be absolutely stunning yeah and, and we're doing it as a team so we've got a bit of internal competition as to who's gonna who's gonna pip who at the post and we've yeah. got a couple of quite good riders joining us as well actually from outside the team okay. uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun yeah good stuff so you mentioned that you enjoy your running and your swimming is there any sort of triathlons booked in or have you got anything yeah, I'm doing, a tri- I'm doing a 70.3 next weekend in oh. Rappersville in Switzerland. Uh, so, yeah, really um, looking forward to that. I've never done a try before. So I've done okay. run marathons. I've uh, done cycling stuff. I uh, rode across the Atlantic in 2020 with a couple of mates. Yeah. I've never done a try. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, just that open water swimming. Uh, I think the mountain, the, the, bike's, the bike's got, you know, a little bit of elevation in it, not loads. And then just a run around the lake at the end is going to be fantastic. So looking forward to that. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I've got a, a good friend. He's really into his triathlons, and yep. they've really hooked him in. Once he'd done one, he started doing more. But funnily enough, he said sometimes the sprint ones are harder than the longer ones because sure. a sprint one you're going flat, flat, flat yep. out for like <clears throat> an hour and twenty, well, or however fast you do it, kind of thing. Whereas the mm-hmm. the bigger events, because you take a, a little bit more time. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd also heard that Switzerland's one of the best ones to do for the scene 
views and everything like that. So enjoy that and take it all in. Yeah, I, um, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. It looks yeah. absolutely, I mean, Switzerland is a stunning country. So Beautiful. Can't, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I've been lucky enough to ski out there and uh, do various different bits out there and just can't wait to, to get cracking uh, yeah. on Sunday this week, actually. So it's in a few days' time. Wow, yeah. So do you feel like you're prepped and ready for it? I feel reasonable. I mean, I haven't done quite as much um, volume as I would have liked to have done, uh, but I've but, but I feel fine, and uh, and it's, it's going to be good. Good stuff. All the best with that, then. All Thank the best. you. Yeah. So, um, how do you fuel yourself? What's you like on bike nutrition? How do you how do you get through bigger rides and stuff? Yeah, I think it depends a little bit as to quite the nature of the ride. But obviously, certainly for longer flight, longer rides, um, you know, at Pillar we're kind of big components of like fueling for the work required. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, be there, you know, thinking about the duration, thinking about the intensities you're going to be covering through the ride and then um, making sure that you eat enough pre, during and post to fuel adequately for that ride, to keep fuel during the ride and then to recover post-ride. So I think for, for, for the longer duration stuff, I'm a big fan of SIS stuff, to be to, to be honest. It's kind of, okay. and and, my, and I guess my, my, either it's always agreed with my stomach or it's, it's kind of, or, um, for whatever reason it kind of works doesn't disrupt and i'm actually a big fan of like stuff like the the go uh, powder mm-hmm. um you know i just think that that kind of continuous absorption of the carb just seems to work for me uh, but you know the gels and stuff like that all good um I'll, uh, probably my favorite ride snack is not a not a nutritionally optimal one like a sausage roll <laughs> But, okay. I, but if you really want to fuel for performance, then sausage roll is probably not going to be your friend. It's going to be more your, your kind of standard SIS products. Um, yeah. But but yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So, do you tend to ride when you do get out um, by yourself or in a group? I love to ride with other people if I can. Uh, there's a couple of couple of mates that live in London, not very far from where I live. Uh, so we mm-hmm. so we get out we get out to Surrey and Kent and stuff like that. Um, but sometimes during the week, you can't always make it happen logistically. So you might do a few loops on your own or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, love love to ride with other people, particularly for those longer rides, which are like aerobic training, where you're, you know, generally you should be able to maintain a conversation, like if you're training aerobically. And so it's a great chance to catch up with people. You know, so often we don't see enough of each other, so it's lovely to connect with people and have a bit of fun and see who's faster. Yeah, um, it's always a race, isn't it? It's always a race. You say it's not, but then it ends up being it. It's like, yeah, you see, you see the the thirty mile an hour sign or the or the uh, the destination sign, and you tend to have a little little sprint to the sign. Why not? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we touched on obviously you're the founder and CEO of the Pillar app. Tell me about Pillar in a nutshell, then. So Pillar, what we're trying to do is, or what we are doing, is um, democratise access to great quality coaching. So mm-hmm. I think for most people out there, they've got aspirations, right? You want to do a certain event, you want to do it in a certain time, you want to do a certain type of challenge like Le Job or something like that. And too often people are kind of, don't don't hit their best for, for reasons that are kind of, that we can remove, mm-hmm. so to speak, or barriers that we can remove. Um and a couple of those reasons typically really are knowing what to do that's like truly right for you and then the other one is around like motivation 
And so that's something, those two things are things that we're seeking to solve with, uh, with coaching at, at scale. You know, there are, you know, elite athletes are very lucky to have a great set of coaches around them who can help them with knowing exactly what to do at the right time and motivating them but but many of us just don't have access there aren't fundamentally enough of those people to go around right so what we wanted to do at Pillar was to say can we build a great digital coach where we replicate the brains of these elite coaches the guys who've coached at Israel Premier Tech at Ineos etc mm-hmm. and give great coaching through through algorithms um, and so and it's really about person, deeply personalised and adaptive uh, training recommendations and analysis uh, so that you know exactly where you're at and what next that's what that's what it's about and we're, and we're building out we're building out other aspects uh, as well um to, to help people perform yeah because i downloaded the app probably about three three months ago something like that and mm-hmm. I've, there's been changes within that short time that that i've had the app and i found it really easy to use really like user friendly as well of like the the kind of one of my favourite features is the your your, pe- your power curve um, mm-hmm. over your last sort of year, three months, um, seven days, current yeah. kind of thing. And I find that really interesting to kind of, and sometimes even when I'm out on the bike, I think right, okay, I could do a little sprint now, and then I'll see if I can just top that kind of thing. And it's all there; it's just logged. It's 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 a lovely looking app as well. Like I say, dead easy to use. And another thing that I've enjoyed about it is the ease to move the training. Mm. Like you touched on, you've, you've got a, a young daughter. I've got a young family as well. Sometimes mm. other things get in the way, should we say. Mm. So you need to kind of adaptively be able to move a session for the day or something like that. And it found it just really, really user-friendly um, as well. So that that's fantastic. Yeah, no, thank you. I think it's so important. I think, so I think, Something that, you know, traditionally people might have a, a paper plan, right, a PDF that you, you use as kind of like a, a basic reference point. But then if something, but, but, but the paper plan doesn't know you, right, it doesn't know your strengths and weaknesses as a cyclist, what is it that's holding you back from going faster uh, on that kind of regular coffee ride, doing that event faster? So which, which, um, which energy system is it where, which could do with the most work? Mm-hmm. So it's like really like understanding that and then giving you training that can help bridge those gaps but also around your schedule right you 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 know you've got a young family you you you, 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 you cycling can't come first for many people mm-hmm. and then when all of those things change then it needs to go with it and so that and and that's that's how you that's how we hope to support cyclists to really know what to do based around their specific and changing uh, kind of requirements. That, that's that's basically what it's about. And unless it's easy, like we want to make it easier and easier to move to, to use, and you'll see that coming in the product. Unless it's easy, it doesn't happen, right? Because people got other mm-hmm. stuff to do. They got lives to lead. They got family to look after. They got work. They got to pay the bills. Um, and, and unless these things are seamless, it doesn't happen. And so that's why we're trying to make it as seamless as possible. So delighted to hear that that you're finding it okay to use, and and and, yeah, and, and it will get even easier. Yeah. Get even Good stuff. And one of the features that that's popped up since since I've downloaded the app was um, an ETA feature, mm. and I'd seen through the Instagram account that there was um, someone had put it in. I think they were doing one of the French. Was it up to? Were they up to? Yeah. And they're putting the estimated time, and it was correct to virtually the minute, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you could tell us about what is that feature, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. No pleasure. So um, this is really um, responding to what we think is a, a bit of a need that we all have, which is that when we're doing something uh, like an event, we kind of want to know. When I did the attack for the first time in 2017, my first question was, "Can I finish?" Or am I going to am I going to get broomed up by the broom wagon? (laughs) That was my first question, and so um, and and fundamentally, I had a lot of uncertainty underlying. Like you know, I might kind of pretend I didn't have it, but actually, fundamentally, like there was there was a level of uncertainty. Was was this trip going to be for a waste, or was I actually going to be able to complete it? Next time I went to do the attack, it was like, can I beat my previous time? And obviously, same not 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 the same course, but can I can I go demonstrably faster or can I go faster than my mate that I'm doing it with? And so what we're looking to do is to basically, with this feature, is to say, well, how fast can you do it now if you did it today? How fast can you do it after a bit more training? And what are the key things that are holding you back from going even faster? So if you want to take half an hour off your time, which energy system do you need to make the most improvements in? And like, how big an improvement? Do I need to add 20 watts in my zone two? Do I need to add 10 watts in my zone five? Because then I can understand that, that basically can then direct your training, and then for then for those algorithms to direct your training to, to to make it optimal for you. So really, it's about giving that certainty and giving people control over their fitness journey. They know they know where they need to make the improvements if they want to like, optimize. Um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of very like an emotional level. That's kind of what Pillar's about, right? It's about giving control over your health and fitness journey so much like we don't really know about where we're at with our general health and fitness. Uh, and that's fine. That's not a criticism of people, but we hope that by um, being able to understand your fitness in some measurable indicators, like in cycling for fitness, that's like watts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that we can kind of give you that control back. That's lovely. So uh, I've heard the dynamic training being mentioned. So what, what is dynamic training? Yeah, so we think dynamic training is like crucial for it to be personalized simply because your body and your life moves the whole time. So in order to like really like where Pillar started was from a place of, okay, for amateurs who want to be at their best, how do we help them maximize their performance within the time that they've got and within their preferences, right? Like none of us want to, or some of us want to optimize our training to the nth degree, but not not everybody does. So, within your kind of own paradigm of how much time do you have, you know, how how what commitment do you really want to make to your cycling? How can we help you maximize your performance? But also, how do we help keep you safe, right? So, how do we help take away um, the propensity to get ill and injured? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the reason why we started building another product was simply because we saw a real prevalence for very high intensity dominated training which fundamentally like suppresses your immune system and fundamentally like pushes more kind of strain onto you from musculoskeletal perspective and so increases the likelihood that you're going to get ill and injured Mm -hmm. um and and also um we kind of saw the, the the training was being recommended that wasn't necessarily going to help the cyclist improve in the way that they want to improve because it didn't really understand what their targets were what was required from a fitness profile to hit those targets and what the gap to target was for that specific cyclist so if you imagine like an ideal power profile for to, to hit your goal versus your current current power profile where are the gaps and where do we need to work on first mm-hmm. so 
when you set training, if you want to keep someone safe and maximize your performance, then you need to, uh, it needs to be set around these parameters like what are your priorities for improvement? How much time do you have? How, 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 how fatigued are you? And what capacity do you have to train today without overtraining? Uh, or, yeah, yeah, overtraining, uh, these such things. But then obviously things happen, right? You work, you have to work late and you, you've only got 45 minutes to train, not an hour. Or you need to take your daughter to, to parents' evening or um, you don't sleep all night because someone's ill or something like that. And so all of these factors around like your readiness to train, your time to train, um, change, maybe even like your priority development areas for a cyclist, as a cyclist change over time as well, because maybe you've been doing a bit of your own thing. And so certain energy systems have improved and, and others haven't. So in order for us to continue making a recommendation that, that helps you get fitter and reduces your injury and illness, your propensity to get ill and injured, all of the, the the recommendation needs to take it needs to basically take these factors into account anytime any of them change, mm-hmm. and so that's why we built an algorithm driven solution because the algos are getting data on you all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and then can then can re optimize and that's that's why it's important. So so adaptive training is basically adapting to your changing circumstances, internal and external, so to speak, yeah. uh, and and, that, and that's why it's important in our view. Yeah, and then you touched on the, the fatigue. Um, there's a fatigue chart, is it, within the app, um, mm. which tells you where you're sort of scaling and where you're at. And mm. I did, um, I'd ended up doing a ride that I hadn't planned, um, which was a big ride. And obviously, with the heart rate monitor and the power and, and everything, and it was pretty accurate to what I, I've, I've got, like a an app that I've got through my Apple Watch, which tells me fatigue. And it was bang on um with the relation to what i'd done to then how i was feeling um Mm. and it was spot on so then it readjusted what i needed to do the next week because i'd taken on more load than than, because i ended up doing a 100 mile and it was like over just over six hours um which wasn't planned for that day basically (laughs) um so yeah and then it readjusted what I needed to do the next week. So it, mm. it knew, okay, we need to just sit back and take it a little bit easier because we've done a bit too much here. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was brilliant really. I, I absolutely love it. It's um, like I say, and all that data that you get back from it is, is phenomenal. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, I mean, we'll touch on price and things a little bit as well, because mm. it's very affordable as well, isn't it? Like, you know, you, know, you if you're looking at um, a coach, and we're not, I'm not poo-pooing coaches at all here. They no, do no. a fantastic job, and they are worth the money, but they are expensive and not affordable for it, for everybody's budget, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and that's where I think really like apps like people come in and and really kind of make it affordable for everyone, really, because it's a, it's only five ninety nine a month, isn't it? Once the yeah, it's five ninety nine a month, and uh, and you know we wanted to make we wanted to give people an option who don't have a human coach to get mm-hmm. great quality coaching and so um and so that's why we kind of priced it around the area that we've priced it um because we want it to be affordable um yeah no, look i'm delighted that um that you kind of had a good good experience and, and i think because 
cycling's for enjoying, right? As well, uh, and so like it's that's the flexibility we wanted to give you, right? Whereby like you feel like you can go out for a hundred miles. It might not be optimal, but then things can readjust to keep you safe after that because it might not be optimal physiologically, but it, but but emotionally it might be optimal, right? Because you're like I'm, I love it. Uh, it's, it's great to get out, and so and so that's why we that's again that's why we've built it in the way we built it uh, to, to give you that to give you that flexibility. Um, and in terms of yeah price point, yeah, just to keep it affordable. Um, that's that's basically what we want, and you know because because we look. Um, in the various stuff that I've done, I've had a lot of human coaches over my life, like uh, swimming coaches from, you know, very young age, the age of eight, uh, to like when we did our row, we had like three or four coaches, strength and conditioning coach, uh, you know, we had a technique coach, C skills coach, all of that type of stuff. Um, and, you know, that human connection is invaluable. Um, but But for those who can't have that, that's where we want to play a role. And you know, we're also exploring can we kind of support coaches as well more um, with, with some other stuff that we're doing. Uh, so if, 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 if there are human coaches out there that are interested in, you know, leveraging AI fundamentally to, to coach faster, uh, then do do get in touch uh, because um, we've got some interesting stuff there. Uh, that Lovely, yeah. Um, so download wise so it's available on apple and android and so on and all the kind of usual places is, is, do you just search for the pillar app is that what you need to do to be able to get get it downloaded that's right and we've got a code for anybody who comes through the, the podcast i don't know okay lovely yeah but but if, if you if you use the code velodrone yes uh, then that'll, that'll get you an extra month off lovely i will pop a link to that because um We'd had a link on, on the email correspondence before the the we recorded the podcast. We mm. there was a link to that, so I'll pop a link on the bottom of the of the podcast, um, so you'll be able to scroll down to the text and and click on the on the link there, and that'll take you to the relevant page that you need to be able to get. Um, so is that two is that two months free then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll get two months free. Lovely, lovely stuff. So um, another question that we had listed down is, what is the Pillar community? Yeah, so um, we kind of um, effectively, we're building, we're seeking to kind of engage with athletes who are interested in hitting their goals on their terms, who are kind of interested in um, training according to their kind of body's needs and capabilities and balancing their training with rest and nutrition who are interested in that. Um, and, and we're seeking to help those athletes however we can. And some of that help happens via the mobile app. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of that helps in a Facebook community that we've got where, um, and we can send you the link as well to this, where you know, people can fundamentally like come and ask any questions they've got. We've got athletes who are kind of now meeting up by the community and going out on rides with each other. Um, but the reason I kind of answered it and the way I answered it is like the community is kind of um, it kind of is starting to reside in the in the Facebook community uh, in a formal Facebook group. But really, it's kind of broader than that, right? We we we're very lucky to have. Um, it's broader than that and it exists in various different places and we're really lucky to have um you know about 50 uh, people um 
that we call the pillar insiders, who are people who get early access to the product, to new releases, and to, who give us great feedback, uh, and who and that we talk to about stuff that we're thinking about, and that we you know we build we build pillar in conversation with these people, and so we're hugely grateful to to, to those to those girls and guys who are part of the pillar insiders. And if other people are interested in, in being part of that, then then please do reach out. Um, can reach out to me directly or another one of, a, of the team. Um, so so the community exists in kind of different ways, uh, but but fundamentally it's all around like um, helping people be at their best and anybody who's passionate about that and who wants help in doing that, basically. Lovely, yeah. So I'd seen on uh, the Instagram page um, as well that you'd done like the the takeover thing with the stories, um, yeah. and that someone had kind of taken on pillar app um, for the day and, and were posting mm-hmm. all of their stories of what they were doing um, for the day, which is a great feature. It's, it's interesting to get that that insight from another person as well, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Um, um, you might be talking about when Travis did it. We've had a couple, uh, but Travis did it uh, when he was up riding a couple of gravel events. Yes. And he's a you know fantastic rider. Um, and, uh, yeah, great to see his perspective on, on a couple of different things. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, and, and look, we're open to that. If other people are interested in it, yeah, we love to get other okay. people's perspective. You know, their pro- like their primary experiences, right? Like uh, what they're doing, why they like it, what's their take on stuff? What, what, which bits do they decide to record? Which bits do they decide to take photos of based on what's important to them? All that stuff is like fascinating and it's a great insight into them and it's great to get to know them and stuff like that. So, So yeah, we love that. So is there any new sort of features in the pipeline or what's sort of next for Pillar? Yeah, there's tons. Uh, the, the, we, yeah, we, okay. um, our next release is probably going to come out early next week. Uh, but there's, there's tons and tons of stuff coming. The, the, the kind of the unifying theme at the moment of product development is around really being able to understand you, the athlete, better and better. Um, being able to personalize the kind of training that we recommend uh, and you know, and rest where we recommend that in a more and more precise way so that it helps you maximize your performance and um, and, and protects you. I think that's, what, that's one thing. So we're, we're extending out the work that we're doing around um, generating like very, very specific sessions based on your real-time fatigue levels and real-time fitness priorities. So, uh, so they'll get even more precise around like understanding your performance um uh, and like really being able to like read your session like the human eye that's something we've got coming in in the next few weeks there's no software that can do that right now so we're really excited about that being able to see like where your efforts were and being able to give you credit for where you did efforts you know traditionally like a piece of software might say if you had a four minute vo2 max interval you did three minutes 45 that'd be counted as fail Whereas actually right. what happened is you just ran into a traffic light. It's not your fault. It was good that you stopped at the traffic light, right? Yeah. And, you should be, and you should be given credit for that. So so this this new technology that we're bringing out, these new algorithms like, will enable us to like really give you credit for these types of things um, and, and, and use that as a marker of how fit you are so that when we prescribe your next training session, it's based off of that basically truer picture of you. Um, so yeah, unifying theme around knowing you better and, and, and improving the kind of prescription. We also want to make it easier for people to be successful with Pillar. Mm-hmm. So like if you're riding indoors and outdoors, you can already push your rides to Pillar 
um, you can already push your rides to say Garmin or Wahoo or Zwift, wherever you want to like, execute the ride, as we call it. But we but we want to um, make it even easier to, to to kind of customize the content of the session depending okay. on specific needs. Uh, just so that, you know, for example, if you if you get set a zone two session, but you live in a super hilly area, mm-hmm. uh, and you really want to do it outside, then you know how can how can we how can we kind of flex up what you do within the week or what you do in that session so that when you come back you don't get a terrible score yeah um we, these types of things yeah because that's frustrating sometimes isn't it like you know obviously it's easier to do a session on a turbo but it's not yep. as enjoyable um yep. and like you say if you're just on a zone two effort and you've got a 10 percent gradient you're not going to be able to ride up that or or then down it either at the, at the other side because you're going to yeah. go too far and you don't want to be pushing the pedals when you're descending because it's just not safe like you say mm. you stopped at the traffic light you know you need to be aware still of your surroundings and not just focus on the numbers too mm. heavily but at the same time you still need to try and hit them to not affect the score and get the training session in that you needed to that was suggested to improve um mm. so it's yeah like getting that healthy balance can be can be quite difficult there, can't it? Mm. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just um, having a quick look in the app, actually, like just uh, saying about some some of the features and stuff. Um, and one thing that I do like is obviously you've got sort of active goals as well, haven't you? That you put in mm. when you've got your event, and then that's when you know how the training steps up and and everything like that. And I had noticed that like the the weekly session for me before an event changed mm. and then i had an mm. activation um yeah. which was just a short kind of micro burst session um yeah. which really kind of just got the blood pumping get get you prepped for the event which which was good and the other thing that i've enjoyed with it was i've used other apps in the past and they've just been too hard that they've, okay. they've just kind of okay like uh you've put your ftp in and then it said this effort for this amount of time and i was i was missing yeah the uh the power i just physically couldn't do it i was i was Mm. perhaps i perhaps put in a touch too high but not not Mm. too much but it was it was unmanageable and then i put the same sort of numbers into pillar Mm. and it was just more comfortable and then the sessions have been more enjoyable and that the the change each so you've kind of got your one week and then your next week was different to the previous week and it's it's not all the same um mm. especially if you've got this is what i found with the other app that i had a session that i didn't enjoy and it was mm. come it was coming up a couple of times a week and i thought i'm not enjoying this at all um and it was sort of a, th- a th- i spent about three four weeks doing it and i thought i'm not getting nowhere with this because i couldn't hit it so i wasn't yeah. enjoying it and then it was just repeat it was just repeating it over mm. and over and over again and i thought yeah this isn't really for me so i thought oh i'll try i'd heard about pillar through um someone on instagram that's where i found you right. guys um tried it out and i thought yeah this is completely different it was much easier to use it was much more it felt more structured i've had mm. human like say human coaches in the past mm. and it felt more like that and that the, the app was automatically changing if i'd done something different as well so it was acknowledging what i'd done and mm. then changing what I'd done, um, so not changing what I'd done, changing in the future yeah. because of what I'd done. And I thought, yeah, this is this is fantastic. This is because it knows it's studying about me and what I've done personally, and then it's being adaptive. And 
again with the, being able to change things as well that you're just like mm. okay this day oh i'm short on time this day i've got more time tomorrow but swap it over done it's done and then it's changing it and it gives you the notification in the morning to tell you what session you've got mm. easily downloaded onto whichever device you need whether it's Zwift so you can do it indoors or you just link it to your Garmin account or Wahoo account mm. and it just automatically so you haven't even got to think about it either it's just kind of done it's uh, yeah brilliant no, no it's, great. it's great to hear I mean because because you know what, what you describe uh, around, so there's a couple of couple of things. I mean, you know, your point around it being adaptive is, you know, kind of speaks a little bit to to what we were saying earlier about how your physiological state and your kind of logistical commitments change all the time. So the so it, the, the recommendation needs to adapt in order to be a good fit for you. But the other point you made around, I think the way I understood it was, you were saying, I was doing all these sessions and I couldn't hit the numbers with a lot of things out there. They'll set you a lot of high-intensity work, which feels like proper training because you think mm. the proper training is only like when you're like gassed, right? But fundamentally, like it fatigues you too much. If you look at you know pro riders do one or two high-intensity sessions a week, a pro rider, mm. right? And so, uh, uh, and that gives you an indicator. This is somebody who can afford to rest a lot more than you know someone you and I who's got day job. Uh, and not that being a pro rider is easy, far from it, but yeah. but. Their, their lives are geared around physiological adaptation, i.e. having the opportunity to stimulate the body and then having the opportunity to fuel the body and having the opportunity for the body to rest and recover and actually adapt. If you continually like do a lot of high-intensity stuff, you're not going to improve and you will get injured. As simple as that. And you, and you, and you won't feel like you can be successful because your, your body can't adapt and therefore it can't hit those levels. Whereas maybe if, you, if, you, if you'd not had four of those sessions a week and maybe you'd have one of those sessions a week you go into it fresh and you could hit the numbers and you feel like you'd be successful you actually drive a proper stimulus into the body and then the body will adapt mm -hmm. this this way you can't actually stimulate the body sufficiently and so therefore it won't adapt and you won't get any fitter so 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 th these are the things that we're really passionate about and that that's why i'm going on about it a bit yeah uh, but because, because it's important if you want to improve and you want to stay alone and injury free you have to manage your effort there's no no especially for people who live in the 21st century where you know we're not sleeping enough we've got multiple commitments we're distracted and like you know because we look at our phones like 50 or 100 times a day and and all this stuff impacts our sleep quality which further means that we need to be careful about how much load and high intensity load we put into the system all of these things mean that we need to be very careful around balancing. Um, so, look, but I'm delighted that you're having a positive experience. That, that, that's fundamentally like why we do it. So that means so much. Good, good, fantastic. So, yeah, there's some questions that we ask. We like to ask all our guests that we have on, um, yep. just to just to round round up the uh, the podcast. Yep. Are you a calf stop cyclist? Yeah, at some point in, in a ride, you absolutely love to. Yeah, I mean, as part of, most of the way around the route, uh, I like to try, or, or maybe the whole way around the route, and it becomes a bit of a celebration. Uh, but not not the whole time. I, I, you know, I want to get the riding done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what you did mention before, um, you ate something. So what are you having? Sausage roll. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> if it's the end of the ride, 
and uh, uh, then a, a reward with a sausage roll be absolutely yeah. ideal. Uh, it gives a good one. There's a particular place in Kent which I'm a big fan of. Uh, anyway, uh, and the guy's an absolute legend that runs the place as well. And uh, uh, what what drink are we having? Americano. Okay, coffee. Yeah, Lovely. Coffee, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, get, get that out of hydration in during the ride. Lovely. Good stuff. So, dream place to go cycling. If we could prop you anywhere in the world right now, and off you go. So I'd love to, uh, I'd love to get some cycling done in Colombia. So my partner's from Colombia, uh, and it is a beautiful country with some amazing climbs. Um, and would love, love, love to get out there and, and do some more climbing. And that's uh, it. It's long climbs as well. Oh, okay. So yeah, that, it's not a place I would have thought of to be honest um and that's a new that's a new one that is i'll have to um do a bit of research and check that that out then so it's a be beautiful country yeah You've got to go. and the people are lovely so friendly you know you know the, the, obviously there was some trouble in the 90s and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but um you know the, the but the, the affected parts of the com- country and it's what the country is known for but it's a it is a, a, it's a stunning country, lovely people. And, yeah, if you want to get out and do some work at altitude, I mean, dude, Bogota's at 2,000 metres, and there's quite a lot okay. of the country because the Andes run through it. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, good one. So, yeah, that's the first time we've had Colombia as the okay. answer. So, yeah. 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 Um, and dream bike, money, no object. I, I, don't, I don't lust after bikes. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, 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 I've got a reasonable bike. It's more more location that I kind of go after. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm on my own in that. Uh, I would, you know, yeah, yeah. It's more more location and okay. the people. Yeah, good stuff. Great answer. So, I think we've come to the end of our little chat there. It's been great having you on here, Dan. It's been really insightful into the the back end of of the app um which is a brilliant app as as a i've stressed throughout the podcast as well it is absolutely fantastic so i would highly recommend downloading the app remember as dan mentioned as well we've got the um the link to get two free months as well so it's well worth having a look see how it works for you um and i'd highly highly recommend it thank you yeah it means a huge amount i'm delighted to hear you're enjoying it yeah, so, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, no problems. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Speak Cheers, soon. Buddy. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. That was great speaking to Dan there. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Velodrome podcast today. Obviously, Dan's very knowledgeable about the app, about the subject, about all the aspects of the training and the app. If you'd like to download the Pillar app, obviously, it's an intelligent cycling coach that provides training that is personalized adaptive and dynamic so just have a look at it just i recommend just download it have a look there's obviously two months free for listening to this podcast today if you use the code velodrone or there is a link below so just download it have a look see what you think um, and then going forward it's only 5.99 a month after that so it's it's great value as well which we touched on in the podcast i can't stress how good it is i just highly highly recommend it so once again we thank dan for his time 
in recording the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've been Steve, the fellow 21 guy. We'll see you soon.